I've spent every waking hour in here, reading, searching, dispensing whatever useful information I find. If you were able to help us, I know our people would be eternally grateful. You seem to have everything under control. On the contrary, sir. We're falling apart. Industry and agriculture and vice has come to a halt. And when winter comes, it will be disastrous. Nothing less. Welcome back to Stargate Weekly. I'm Stuart Hollis. And I'm Thad Haight. This week we're talking about Season 3, Episode 11, Past and Present. Were we? And are we now? I don't... I don't remember. I remember uh, what I was... I remember everything I've done since we started recording. Yeah, but before that it's kind of a blank. It's just gone. Yeah. But it was originally here on the 15th of October, 1999, and was written by... It was written by Tor Alexander Valenza and directed by William Garrity. Has Garrity directed? Yes. Okay. Cool. Our synopsis from TV Guide. The Stargate team visits a planet where all the inhabitants suffer from amnesia. Yeah, that's a good TV Guide synopsis. Because it doesn't tell us the end. Right. Which you don't want on TV Guide. <laughs> well, you also don't want with this episode. Yeah. Stargate Wiki is SG-1 arrives on the planet Vias and finds the inhabitants have lost all their memories after a disaster they refer to as the Vorlix. After the team begins investigating the records from prior to the Vorlix, they soon discover that the culprit is someone they've had dealings with in the past. I'm okay with that synopsis. Yeah. Uh, do we have any cool foreign language titles? Not really. Uh, almost every other language uses the exact same name, except for the French, which called it The Forgotten Past. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, but nothing, like, amazing. No, no, they're all letting me down. Yeah. So this episode opens in a storage room, which are always the fun ones. Yes. For, like, five seconds, I didn't know which episode this was. Because I thought they were, like, on Earth in a storage room. Like, wait. What episode is this? And then I realized that it was not Earth. Well, I mean, like, given the title, it could possibly have been another, like, Mirror Universe episode. Right. But I'm like, we don't have another one so soon. Yeah. Or, uh, or time travel episode. Yeah. But there really are not that many time travel episodes throughout No, there Stargate. aren't. There are a few, but there are not many. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say there's probably an equal number of episodes that involve time travel as involve, like, accident... What's the right word I'm looking for? Like, lazy time travel in the sense of, I'm going to put myself in stasis and wake up in 10,000 years. Mm. Sort of st sort of thing. Well, I mean, to be fair, that also involved real time travel first for it to happen that way. Which one are you thinking of? Before I sleep. I was thinking of uh, the woman in Antarctica. Ah, okay. I was thinking of the Atlantis episode with Dr. Weir. 
Well, I was also thinking of the Atlantis episode with Shepard. Yes. That's a good one. Yeah. And I mean, admittedly not 10,000 years, but I was also thinking of the SG-1 episode with Jack. But that does involve real time travel for Shepard. Yes, that's true. So, this episode. Yes. Which does not involve time travel. No. We're in, our, we're in the storage room and the team is just, like, just getting their bearings when we see uh, some heads through the frosted glass and hear voices outside and then the voices come inside and they turn into people. Yeah. And one of them is Jason Gray Stanford, who uh, is better known at for... He's been in a bunch of things. He's a that guy. Oh, yeah. But he, was all, he also had a regular role on the USA show Monk as Lieutenant Disher. Yes. I also... like It, it felt like... Like just like his his shape, his face, and everything makes me feel like he's Major Davis's cousin or something. <laughs> yeah, kinda. Like not like not his brother, but I feel like maybe they're related. Mm. Sadly, not he nor any of the other new actors in this episode were ever on the Dead Zone. That's a shame. And certainly, no none of them were in Seven Days. So I'm starting to feel like I need to watch The Dead Zone at this point. I'm starting to feel like I need to watch The Dead Zone at this point. <laughs> I've only ever seen two episodes. I haven't even... That's two episodes more than I've seen. Well, I mean, you've seen Monk, right? Yeah. Yeah, but with dead people. <laughs> sure. It was a USA show from that time. Like, that was its shtick, was he could right, talk yeah. to dead people. Hmm. But there's also, like, this weird, like, romance and, like, politics undercurrent to it, I think. Hmm. Yeah, um... Nicole... Nicole DeBoer. Yes. She was in it. Mm. She was also in an episode of Stargate Atlantis. Yes. And I think... No, no, never mind. I was... For a second, I thought it was the the guy, like the professor from Sliders, but it was not him. Yeah, I just saw Nicole DeBoer at a convention last month. Or, I guess, two months ago now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So this episode... Yes. We're off to a fine start. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It makes sense that we can't remember to stay on track. <laughs> when do we, to be fair? Oh, hush. So, so these folks come in. Mm-hmm. It's Orner. Yes. And, and Lyala. Maris. Maris. Yeah. Okay. Her real name is what you just said. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so they come in and they give us the skinny on what has happened to their planet, which is the Vorlex happened. Yeah. And we never get, like, a satisfactory answer as to how that name came about. No one even asks. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, because you, know, you think about, like, like V'ger, or um, mm-hmm. the the terrible Mark Wahlberg Planet of the Apes movie. I don't think about the terrible Mark Wahlberg Planet of the Apes movie. Okay, but think about one very, very, very small piece of it, which is when they're talking about going to Kalima. And it was the sign that said, Caution Live Animals. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. That had, like, dust caked all over So, I actually don't hate the terrible Mark... To go on another rat hole. I don't hate it until the very end. The end makes no freaking sense. Yeah, no, none at all. Like, I don't... I don't necessarily hate it either. But it wasn't good. (laughs) Right. And the very end is dumb, and... I don't understand why they did that at all. When he gets back to Earth and it's all apes. It's like, what... How... How did anything that happened... Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. The new Planet of the Ape reboots are so much better. I still haven't seen the third one. 
Oh, man. I'm missing out. I know, I know. So when we find out about the Vorlicks, my mind immediately jumped to, I bet Linnea was here. Well, I remembered that Linnea was here, so yes. I didn't. Ah, so yes. Stuart, what did you remember about this episode? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> like, for real, huh? Yeah, no, really. Like, mm, okay. And, 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 and sure, I suppose it's possible that the guesses I was making, like, oh, I bet Linnea was involved in this. Oh, I bet Kira is Linnea. Mm-hmm. So did you remember that Linnea appeared again, at least? I had an inkling that she would. Okay. Like, I felt like, yeah, no, there's... She's gonna be back, I think, but I couldn't remember the circumstances. Yeah. So I, I mean, this isn't an amazing episode. It's not the best episode of the season, but it's it's a decent episode, and I like it. So I you I watch this one if I do a rewatch. So I remember this one fairly well. So the mm-hmm. all the major plot points I remembered. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So obviously, this Vorlex thing has happened. Mm-hmm. And that's when we get our first Kira name drop. Mm-hmm. And Orner takes our heroes off to meet Kira because she's just the bestest. Yeah, that was weird. And what's strange when we meet Kira, the first thing she says is, Those with allergies to foods can't remember them. As if she's having to explain this to people. But at this, but before, but at this point, she doesn't know that SG-1 are not from there. So it's weird that she would say that. Well, hmm. That's a good point. I mean, because even later when she had said, like, oh, I guess you're not from around here, and Jack's like, well, how how could you tell? As if to say, like, you can't tell from all of our clothes and weapons, et cetera, et cetera. And her answer was instead, you know, like, you remember what you had for breakfast last week, so that's how I know. Mm Mm-hmm. Or whatever the actual answer was, but effectively that. Yeah. So yeah, she didn't know they were. Yeah, that is weird. Like why? Like why? Yeah, why would she just say that out loud? Yeah. But anyway, like I feel like, like you could rewrite that line and deliver the same sort of information, such that it's like, like all the people who have lost their memory, they can't even remember what their allergies are. Yeah. You know, but still she, the point it sounded like and, she was explaining it to, yeah. to them, which yeah, doesn't make yeah. But anyway. Because at that point, she did not yet know who they were. Right. But she does have some crystals that she ground up that treated the anaphylactic shock. Yeah, just fix that problem right up. I guess SG teams carry EpiPens, because Carter was reaching for something. That makes a certain degree of sense, actually. Yeah, it does. Yeah, they're out there in the field, they could come across some village, and they're like, here, try this stew. It's like, oh, this looks delicious. Like, oh my god, I'm dying. Yeah. And this was before EpiPens cost a million dollars. Yeah. And if they did, I mean, what's that compared to turning the lights on? That's true. Or throwing away UAVs every other episode. Fair enough. So, yeah. So Kira finishes up with uh, this person that she's helping, and she shepherds them all into the library and dismisses Orner. Like, not in a mean way, but she takes them into the library to say, like, this is everything. Like, this is, this is it. Like, this is all the knowledge we got, and I'm going through it, and we don't know what happened. And she had, and when they dropped the na- the word Stargate, she perks up. Is like, oh yes, I, I saw that written in these journals, and that is when she mentions that there was a visitor from another world, a woman who was also an apothecary, and knowing glances are shared amongst the SG team. Yes, except for Jack. <laughs> yeah, we we find out 
that the visitor from the other world was Linnea. Uh, and we begin to formulate that she probably had something to do with this mass amnesia. Because, duh. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't, like, super obvious why. Yeah. That took a while. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you remember the episode, so this question doesn't mean anything to you. But when they first started mentioning, and all of our elders are gone, and all of the children, too... Like, my first thought was, like, elders aren't gone. You're the elders. You aged down. Yeah. But the kids. Where did the kids go? I had like, I was forgotten stuck on about that. the kids, too. So I was wondering what happened to the kids, Yeah, like, too. I was stuck on that for the longest time. And it's like, I don't remember anything about Destroyer of Worlds, Eater of Children. <laughs> and children's photographs. But then again, it's like... Because, I mean, yeah. So, so we find out later in the episode but still in the library the library sequence actually takes a little while um like somewhere in the middle there they call old doc fraser to the planet to see what she can do to help diagnose these people and her diagnosis is murder i mean the whole planet has amnesia (laughs) did you like jack's little bit when she arrived yes that was good yeah so basically his only bit in the whole episode yeah it was pretty jack bitless yeah I mean, it was pretty everybody bitless. It was. Also, it's weird that we have Daniel having a love interest the week after his wife died. Oh yeah, and like, and he fell hard and fast too. That yeah, I wish, and I wonder. And there's no reason they had to put this episode now. It doesn't add to the like continuing storyline or anything it could have easily been later in the season yeah like right now we're dealing with like sort of like the like the overarching big bad of this season seems to be leaning towards sokar yeah and and this doesn't give us anything towards that story um but i uh although actually i okay so the season will is divided up into two uh, okay as stargate was one as as stargate often happened with and mm-hmm. what i cannot make words sound right today no As, no, no it's no it's let's do you know what it is it, it the romaine in your word salad is uh <laughs> nice way to date you the vocab- podcast Stuart. you <laughs> <laughs> you vocabularic e coli <laughs> yeah okay so, as often happens with Stargate, the season was split up into two. So, next week's episode will be a cliffhanger. See, what's interesting is, based on the dates from TV Guide, like the, the, the split had already happened. Oh, interesting. I so, just assumed that rules there was of engagement a split after Joel and I's memories, just because of, you know. Yeah, so, Rules of Engagement was in August of 99. Uh-huh. And then... And then forever in a day was October eighth. So they took yeah. So they took uh, what? What is that? A like a month like and a half long hiatus? Yeah. Okay. So hold on. Yeah, and Devil You Know was a week after Jolinar's memories. So okay, never mind. They don't do a split. So there's no reason they needed to do this right. episode now. It wasn't like they were they had to end on the cliffhanger. They didn't have any other episodes produced yet or something. And they could even still include the bit where Jack, where uh, where Daniel says, "And I just lost my wife." Like it was still gonna be, it was still gonna feel fresh, even if it was six months later. Yes, it feels ridiculous a week later. 
Yes. So, so this thought is in two parts. Mm-hmm. Part the first is, I wonder if the show, and honestly, like it wasn't really until Universe, like Stargate's never been super progressive, but like the flip, the flip side of that is that romance has never been a big part of Stargate. Mm-hmm. So there's never really been a reason to talk about it. Yeah. But what relationships we do see in Stargate up until Universe are largely heteronormative. Yes, they are. So I think it actually could have been interesting if Sam had been the one to become smitten with Kira. It would have made more sense, too. A little, yeah. Because they have, you know, the science in common and all that. Yeah. Right. That would I think that would have been cooler. And that might have been how it would happen if it was written today. But the flip side is is that Daniel's later appeal, like when they conclusively determine that Kira is Linnea, like they've got the DNA matches to prove it, mm-hmm. Daniel would have been the one to object yes. regardless. Yes, he would. Because he's Daniel. Right. But I don't know if he would have objected quite so passionately if he wasn't like three minutes out of a snogging session with her. Fair enough. So I would have liked to have seen Sam and Kira bat their eyelashes at each other rather than Daniel and Kira. Yeah, I think that could have worked, but it didn't. So, oh, well. Yeah. So getting back to you know Daniel and Kira looking longingly at each other over the records of a bunch of presumably dead people. Mm-hmm. We get, uh, we do see a photo of the someone who was it It was like it was the scientist who was doing stuff i think that's what we're led to believe yeah this is how we can see that their technological level was appears to be late 19th century yeah we usually get like a cgi pan over of like coal factories yeah which is interesting factories we do see that but we had also been told that all industry had stopped did we get the pan over we did get the pan over of the factory we we see a lot of it um cuz we first we see just a little bit but then um the woman whose name i've forgotten walks away and she says don't expect dinner mm-hmm. and that's when we see the actual like factories in the background with smokestacks oh okay cool 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 but yeah no you're right cuz we like, she does later tell us that they're not holding it together well and the yeah industry is shutting down right. cuz no one knows how to do their jobs i mean that's fair I'm surprised they remember how to read. Well, they apparently, like, there's the latent stuff. Because, like, Linnea shouldn't actually be, like, there's there's a difference between aptitude and even if you have an aptitude, if it's something that you need to have learned over a long period of time, you're not going to be good at it. Yeah. So I feel like the fact that Linnea is so good at what she does is, like, there's, it's, amnesia doesn't always, like, if I am not an amnesiologist, if you are mm-hmm. an amnesiologist, let us know. Uh, yeah, don't forget to write us. Yes. Um, but the way amnesia is portrayed in film and television usually is that people lose their memories but not their skills. Uh, yeah, I mean, think about uh, Long Kiss Goodnight. Never seen it. Ooh, it's wonderful. Okay. It has Samuel L. Jackson mm-hmm. and Gina Davis. Uh-huh. And no one else that matters. Okay. Gina Davis was a highly skilled assassin who gets amnesia and turns into, like, the perfect housewife. Interesting. 
And then one night she's cooking dinner and she just goes on a tear cooking up all the, like, just like, just, like chopping the vegetables like a, like a crazy person. And she's like, oh, this is amazing. I was a chef before I lost my memory. And then she starts like doing knife tricks and like throws a tomato and spears it with a knife against the door frame. <laughs> and it's like, maybe I wasn't a chef. She was a hibachi chef. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but no, it's, it's a fun movie. But yeah, that's that's usually how amnesia is shown, that people still have the skills that they had before. Yeah, yeah. But they may not necessarily know they have those skills. So there's all these people that know how to work in the factories, but if they're not actually in the factories, they might not know they know how to work in the factories. Well, then this is, like, this is simple enough. You walk the people into the factory in groups of like 20 or 30 or 100 at a time, and you're like, you, walk up to this machine. It seems to be malfunctioning. Okay, next. Uh, that's, that's a good point. You know, I mean, like, if Kira could just be like, I'm just going to grab this thing and this thing and poof, it's a medicine. How'd you know to do that? I don't know. I just did. Then clearly we need to start shuffling people off to different areas that need attention so, until we find the right people. So why is the industry dying? Because they didn't think to do what I had just suggested then. Because the person that it administers these things doesn't know that they can administer things. Right. Ah, there we go. Yeah, the foreman doesn't know that they're the foreman. They might still be in a good position where they're helping to organize people and move them around, but they're not exactly where they need to be right. and not organizing the correct people. So, okay, so apparently they still have their skills, just no one's in the right place. So, we, we get some more information, and Sam convinces Jack that they need to take people back to Earth to have MRIs. MRIs. MRIs done? Wow. I Yeah, that Romaine is really getting to me. <laughs> <laughs> Kira promptly volunteers yeah. and pulls Orner and Maris. Yes. Unfortunately, the Stargate wiki does not say their real names, so I have I don't know what their real names are. Oh, the actors? No, the the their characters, when we find out what their real names are. Oh, uh, yeah, I, Ned and Linda, I don't know. <laughs> like, hers is, like, Liliani or something like that. And she was, in fact, conveniently his wife. Yes. Well, but he thought he was Kira's husband, but yes. Uh, yeah, and so, I mean, they clearly remember the period after they forgot. Yes. Yeah, you know, so... so it's not like they, they got this injection and it's as if the Vorlix never happened. See, see, that's another interesting thing. I am also not a brainologist. Right. But it seems to me that if they lost all of their memory and they're still on, and there's something in their brain preventing them from bringing those memories back, they should also have trouble forming new long-term memories. Yes. I agree that all like that makes sense in my brain. Right. But I am not a brainologist. If you are a brainologist, please let us know. Yes. Stargate Weekly at gmail.com. Yes. Since I'm sure the explanation will take more than two hundred and eighty characters. Probably. Oh, we should mention uh the Dargal. Yeah. Which Daniel conveniently points out is just like DDT. Yeah, it's it's convenient when they point out their allegories. Yes. Yeah, we, we, yes, the Dargal, which they had used it as a pesticide. And it but, turned people sterile. Yeah, you know, can you translate this word? 
Sterility. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Yeah. Why would he have done that? Why would he have translated that word? I. That's always bothered me. Like, because he knew it was sterility. He knew that would be a bad thing for him to say. Yeah, because, like, <laughs> I, I'm sure that there are circumstances under which someone who is putting tools into an autoclave might use the exact word sterility instead of making these things sterile or something like that but yeah 99 times out of 100 what it means is no more babies well we'll we'll cover that more when we get to yes many yes many moons from now yes anyway yes anyway yeah yeah so so the so the Dargal extended life? Apparently. They find from reading the test, reading Linnea's notes, that it had a very minor life ex- life extension effect. But Now, was that on the humans or the pests it was supposed to aside? The humans. Okay. I think it actually did like... work as a pesticide, which is why they kept using it. Okay, okay. Because it wasn't like 100% clear if it was the humans or if it was like... Like it was, if it was the worst pesticide ever, that it extended the life of the pests and made the humans sterile. And <laughs> well, no, if, if it, for example, um, anything that had, because like, you know, pesticide, pesticide is perfect other than like fire um, or a nuke from orbit. Mm, it is the only way to be sure, right? So, you know, the point one percent that wasn't killed by the pesticide, incidentally, they now live slightly longer, but they were sterile, so it was fine. <laughs> no, I believe it was what I took it to mean was it had a small effect on humans, but it was mostly negligible in the quantities that they used. Well, no, because well, uh, I mean, I was taking it that way as she was saying it, but then Jack says lucky bugs. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Maybe it is the bugs. Yeah, well, based on how Sam read it, it wasn't clear either way, and that's and we shouldn't get you know too bogged down in the weeds. The surprisingly like the long, the surprisingly long lived but unable to reproduce bugs are down there. Yes, exactly. So we find out that Linnea was researching this because she's like, "Hmm, life prolongation. That sounds interesting." Is prolongation a word? It should be. I mean, you're you're you know you you have a better word brain usually, so you yes, would know. It if is you can... a word. Cool. It comes from the French. Of course it does. Because prolongation is a French word. Cool beans. Yeah. So, yes, it is a word. I I was just saying it, assuming... I was just adding, you know... Uh, I was adding an extension to the word to make it a noun, assuming that it was a word. <laughs> yes. I do that sometimes, too, but I'm usually wrong when I do it. So I just <laughs> pick your... Like, oh, well, I have a better track record is. with that. No, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, good point. I did have to yeah. look it up just to make so, sure it was a word. <laughs> so yeah, so Sam is telling us about uh, Linnea's research into Dargal, mm-hmm. and she gets to where she conducted the experiment. Yes, and it all went sideways. And I'm still wondering on this. So it seems incredible to me. And I mean this in the literal sense of incredible, meaning not credible. Mm-hmm. So it seems incredible to me that there was so much Dargal used 
in the experiment. Like I said, you need high concentration dark all in the experiment to test. Uh, but there was so much that the accident sent so much into the air that it affected everyone. Okay. Here's how I th- figured that the accident played out. Mm-hmm. She had picked two elderly people uh, upon which to experiment. Mm-hmm. They were inside some sort of chamber, and she filled it with the Dargol gas. Yeah. And then the explosion. Yeah. Now, obviously, in order to feed the chamber, she would need tanks full of Dargol. If the experiment worked, she would need more, larger tanks full of Dargol. And then the explosion blew up all the tanks of Dargol and released it as a noxious cloud. Still, though. Just saying. I, 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 I would certainly believe that it would affect a lot of people, but the fact that it affected everyone on the planet? Well, remember, this is Stargate, and or just sci-fi in general, and so the planets have a city? That's true. Because I feel like... that. See, and that's even less likely in a planet that's reached 19th century technological development... Because by the time humans had on Earth had reached 19th century, we had infested the whole planet. Yes, and we never get... We only rarely encounter other alien societies where it's clear that there's more than one society on the planet. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Jonas's planet is the big one that I can think of. Right. I mean, every so often you might hear someone like mention like some other faction or something, but... still annoys me that we didn't get Jonas Quinn in that episode of Universe that takes place on that planet. Yeah, right. Very irritating. Anyway, but it's also really possible that, you know, other planets, maybe they only have one landmass. Somehow. Okay, I mean, that's possible for a planet to have only one landmass. So... It, ha- it it happened on Earth at one time. Maybe it's one big mega city? I don't know. Like, let's just roll with it. And when they say everybody, of course, how would they know that there's other humans on the planet anyway? They've forgotten everything. Maybe oh, it really was just they're... this city that was affected. And there's other people, and they, like, just don't don't like these people, so they don't talk to them normally. So, Yeah. Like maybe relationships were not relations were not cordial between this city and the other cities. So like, yeah, it could be even like a city it, state sort of thing. And so even though it's been months and they haven't heard from them, they're just like, oh well, fine. It's good that we haven't heard from those. Yeah, yeah, maybe this particular city was naturally isolationist. Yeah, that's a good point. So maybe there are other people on the planet that have not been affected. I mean, you know, for I mean, heck, it could be the whole country, like a whole continent. Like let, let's just pretend it's all of North America. Mm-hmm. You know, unified, all of North America. Well, if all of North America had been steadily using Dargal and caused the vast, you know, the the population to stop reproducing, yeah, then they're probably going to start cutting off ties. That's a good point. So, I think we can roll with the idea that it was either just the city or just the region that was affected. But how would the people affected know the difference? Okay, all right. It still seems unlikely that an entire region would be affected, but yeah. Gets up in the rain clouds. I don't know, man. Okay. But I like... Anyway. Like, I feel like at some point it's going to reach the point where it's not going to affect all their memories. Like, the people farther away will have forgotten, like, Tuesday, but... Yes, but... Oh, 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 you're saying that they... It would be like a weaker thing, and they would only... Okay. 
Like, it hmm. wouldn't be the same potency everywhere. Okay. Yeah, and I suppose, like, another way to play it out... But that wouldn't we know that the... lower doses don't cause memory issues. They just cause sterility. Yes. And we also don't know if she had, like, modified the Dargle in any way to amp That's up true. the longevity aspects of it. Because, obviously, it never says in her thing that, like, she thinks she can use it as an age reversal process. Yeah. Like, that wasn't in her notes. She was just trying to extend her life. Although, I'm not entirely sure how she was going to check that for sure on a couple of elderly people. But... Yeah, well... Anyway... I think we've spent enough time on debating how easy it is to infect an entire planet. So, it's actually interesting here. She's not... Linnea was not being evil here. Yeah, she was. Not, like... She was conducting unauthorized human trials to, to further her own selfish ends before she skedaddled. I guess I just sort of assumed she got cooperation from the, from the other people, but we don't know that for sure. No, I mean, she clearly interfaced with the other people, but like it wasn't in Professor, you know, who's a what's-its-notes about the experiment. That was in Linnea's private journal. Right, but I assume that she had she didn't just like abduct people and stick them in the chamber. She might have, but I'm assuming she got cooperation. But that could be a bad assumption. But I'm just saying we don't know. If, she wasn't like killing people deliberately or any. She wasn't being the destroyer of worlds. Well, she had to make sure that she could live forever first. Mm. But anyway, yes, let's continue. So we do the MRIs and we discover that there are parts of the brain that the dark always interfering with yes it's the same place in all of them yes and doc frazier is theorizing that maybe they can figure out some kind of way to dissolve the like the dargol barrier that's in the brain but she's not sure how to do that without you know breaking their brains yes breaking brains is generally frowned upon yes and Kira is just, like, super amped. She's ready to go, right? Right now. Let's solve this problem right now. Let's solve it five minutes ago. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, listen, this is going to take a really long time. We're not going to, no, we're not going to get started right this second. Yeah. Go get some sleep or something. Like, go just be somewhere else right now. <laughs> yes. So that's when Daniel gives her the 50-cent tour. Yes, and... Which I had always heard as the nickel tour before. Uh, yeah, like that. Like, well, this is ten times better than Nickel Tour, obviously. I guess. And eventually, we end up back at Kira's temporary quarters there in the base. Mm-hmm. And that's when she corners Daniel. Yes. And smooches him. You've been smooching. <laughs> You've been smooching with Daniel. You've been smooching with. <laughs> that's just what I think of when you say smooching. Yeah. <laughs> You've been smooching with everybody. <laughs> we do get at the beginning of the episode. We did get a very brief sort of like repeat, like a twist on the the thing from Dead Man Switch. Yes. Well, no, I'm not a doctor. Well, I am, but yes. Keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So yeah, Daniel and Kira, you know, they, you know, smoochy smooch. <laughs> yes. And. Now we're back in the briefing room, and this is when we find out conclusively, for anyone who hadn't already guessed, that Kira is Linnea. Linnea is Kira. Yes. And Daniel is in a 
state. A little bit. Well, I mean, how would you feel if you discovered that you're, you know, the person you've been smooching with turned out to be, like... The destroyer of worlds? Yeah, like Hitler. I'd be mildly arced. Yeah. I suppose. I was trying to think of, like, who's, uh, you know, for... Because knowing your own personal preferences, I was trying to think of who of female Hitler, but I was coming on a blank. Uh... I'm also coming up blank. Yeah, like, my other genocidal dictators that I'm thinking of are all men. We mostly hear about the male ones. I'm yeah. Sh- I, 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 I'm sure there have been... Oh, yeah, I'm like, sure. Female but, tyrants throughout history, but we usually hear about the male ones. Yeah, and I'm wondering if it is kind of like serial killers, though. Like, is genocide mostly a man a man thing? Maybe they're more likely to get caught? Mm. Or make, like, a big deal about it? I mean, I feel like most people who commit genocide, if not caught, or at least, like, you know, it comes out. Well, I mean, what if, I mean, if it took place a few, like, hundreds of years ago... Oh, that's true, okay. But modern genocide, if you commit genocide today, people are gonna know. Yeah, they probably won't care, apparently. 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 They'll probably argue with you over whether or not it constitutes genocide. Well, no, 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 because it's only been 17,000 people and not 17 million people, yeah. and so clearly it's not genocide. And it's not only because they're all left-handed. <laughs> right. No, no, left. Indeed. So anyway, Daniel's been, you know, smooching with a genocidal maniac. Like you do. Yeah, yeah, it was it was the little-known sequel to the Mike Myers hit, So I Married an Axe Murderer. Ah, yeah. Nice. So I was smooching a genocidal maniac. Yeah. I saw Daniel kissing Destroyer of Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath the dark old street last night. <laughs> what a laughing there would have been if Jack had only seen. <laughs> <laughs> and I had, like, my, my note for that whole scene is just la la la. Because that was basically like what I got out of Daniel was him just like covering his ears and saying la la la. Yes, Kira's not Linnea. Yeah, and like I said, like I said earlier, Daniel would be the one to defend her, even if he had not been romantically attracted to her. Mm-hmm. But it would not be with that this adds fervor. some fervor. Yeah, and we do get the added, you know, the added, you know, sort of personal drama later in the episode. Mm-hmm. So, although they know that she is Linnea, they eventually actually bring her back onto the project because she they, has all these this innate knowledge. Yeah, they're stuck with right. Yeah, with developing the cure. So they think they have a cure, and they administer it to Orner, and he seizes. Yep, and does not remember. No, I mean he remembers seizing, but so that's something. At least they didn't make it worse. <laughs> That's true. Like, no, 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 sorry. We just, you know, we, we just blanked your slate all over again. Oops. <laughs> and now you can't remember what the color purple looks like. And Linneo wants to, or Kira, I should say, wants to start to test again right away. Or keep working on it. She's an eager beaver. Yeah. But they convince her not to. Uh, yes. And she definitely feels like something's off. Like, the dynamic has shifted. Yes. Between her and Sam and Fraser. And she's probing Daniel, but not in the way that Daniel likes. <laughs> yes. For information. He's being 
he's being cagey about it. He doesn't come out and say what's actually happening. So actual props to Daniel for that. Yeah. Like, it may have been coming from a place of, like, trying to protect Kira, but, like, good on him for not, you know, breaking confidence. Yeah. So, then we we show them in the lab doing more stuff, and it looks like they actually have the correct cure this time. And they're like, we'll take it from here, Kira, and we'll and yeah. send her back. And at this point, Kira's suspicious. Oh, yeah. And she, she palms... A sample. Mm-hmm. And she talks to as she talks to Daniel. She's like, "You, you think I'm Linnea?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Daniel's like, "I know you're Linnea, but it's not really you." Was that? I think that I think that happened after she got her memories back. No. 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 Okay. Cool. Anyway, carry on. Yeah. Uh, so there were two scenes very similar. Yeah, they were really, really similar. <laughs> yeah. Like so, the like the the second scene, I thought I was going to see her with the slide in her hands and not what okay. she had. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I actually did have the sequence of events backwards. That scene between Linnea and Daniel happened before the slide scene. Oh, okay. So not so. Yeah. So anyway. So yeah. So so obviously, yeah, she's. Double plus suspicious, you know, she, she's onto them now. So that's yeah. why she, she steals the sample. Yes. Goes back to her room, administers to herself somehow, which we don't see. We just see, like, her opening her hand doing yeah. the sample reveal. And then the next scene is we're trying the, we're trying it again. Yes. And this time it works. And Orner remembers who he is, but we have forgotten who he was. No doll. Thank you. You looked it up. I have the subtitles on if I'm scrubbing through the episode. Doesn't matter. And he's married to Leal, or Leal. Okay. Okay. For 43 years. He doesn't look a day over 42. Hmm. Well, it's the de-aging thing. Yes, no, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Kira says, and Nodal tells Kira that she needs to take the antidote. She's just like, no, I can't do that. And she leaves, yeah. goes back, and Daniel knows that she took it because she says all debts have now been paid. Yes, like he he follows her to to her room, and like her parting words to him were, "All debts have been paid," and that's how anyone who is paying attention in prisoners mm-hmm. now knows that. Did you? Linnea is out. I did. Okay, I caught it, but again, I already knew it, so I don't think I caught this the first time I watched it. I don't. Mm-hmm. I can't say for sure. It's been way too long, but I definitely knew it this time because I already knew it. Right. <laughs> so, all debts have been paid. She closes the door on Daniel. He walks away. Yeah. And then comes running back in. Yeah, and I actually forgot that she tries to kill herself. I did not remember that part. Okay. Yeah, yeah and and that, I think, would have been, been good evidence to prove Daniel's point. Yes. But I feel like the fact that she had said all debts have been paid is like a solid counter example. Yes. Like, th- like this, that stuff's in there deep. Just because she clearly remembers how she was after the Vorlex, which was like using her skills for good mm-hmm. instead of genocide. I mean, it's a fine line. Yes. I mean, you know how many people who go into Doctors Without Borders are like this close to becoming Pol Pot. Mm. But anyway. 
Well, you don't want to you don't want to stir the pole pot. Well, no, it, it's more like you know they're there in in college and it's like poultice, pole pot. <laughs> hmm. So yes, she has these two vials that are probably going to explode when she smashes them together, and will kill her, obviously. But it would also kill Daniel. Well, she doesn't he want to kill Daniel. No. Or at least most of her doesn't want to. <laughs> Correct. So he offers her an alternative. Yeah. yeah. Just forget again. And that's what happens. But I feel like this is not a long-term solution. Because she'll just... She'll probably figure out how to not forget at some point. Probably? If Sam kept the diaries... Oh, that's true. Which is what details the information about the Dargal. Right. But the they're going to have to do this treatment on everybody else on the planet. So it's going to be common knowledge how it happened. Ooh. Would it, though? Was it common knowledge that Linnea had shown up? No, no, no. The, how to fix the memory thing is going to be common knowledge, is what I'm saying. It, it's going to be common knowledge that you take an injection and your memory is fixed. Yes. It's not going to be common knowledge that you, know, you mix three parts uh, of this and seven parts of that. Okay. Like, the formula is not going to be common knowledge. Fair just enough. the idea that there is a cure will be. So it is just something possible that at some point down the road, like, I agree with you. It's not a long-term fix. Like, she's smart. She could put her mind to it, even without the knowledge of the Dark All and everything else. Like, she she will eventually find a way to cure herself. It's not a long-term solution. Yeah. And that is more or less that. Yeah. That's no. It's interesting that we have this episode where people don't have memories, and next week we'll be talking about Cholinar's memories. Yeah, that's right. And thanks for listening this week. If you enjoyed this, you should also check out our other podcast, Delta Flyer. You can find and review both on your podcast player of choice, and you can also reach us at our email address, StargateWeekly at gmail dot com. I'm at Gamicus on Twitter. And I'm at Tyrannicus. And you can follow the show at Stargate Weekly. And that's our show. Yeah. Yeah.